0: Hey everyone, Brian and Chris here for Work to Game and I'm changing up the intro a little bit today. We've got a little bit of interesting leak drama, especially as it relates to you know, leak and drama as it relates to uh, World of Warcraft. Chris, why don't you take over for a second and uh, tell people what we're going to dive into with this video.
1: So in theory, this is a internal leak from Blizzard. This this is shown in a way that looks like it's almost on like in an internal server and kind of has people referred to by their like I guess their ID number. Um, And it's effectively venting about a lot of the frustrations that the player base has. Um, Whether or not this is an authentic leak, whether or not this is uh, exactly as it was posted and this is exactly the context and there was nothing before this or after this or in addition to this, um, it doesn't really matter because the frustrations here are not revealing hard analytics they're not showing us behind the scenes th- views of a particular person uh, where we can associate it with a name. So it's it's not really a timeline that we need to follow that specifically. It's mostly just a frustration about the state of WoW. And Final Fantasy 14, of course, gets brought up in it. And there is a question of like, what what is the state of WoW? What's going on here? Uh, and I think me going in, a lot of my frustration with WoW is redeemable. And so for the people that say it's not redeemable... I would say that if any community believes a game is redeemable it would be final fantasy 14. Uh, because it would be weird for us to say that a game could be beyond saving just period
0: i think you gotta i think you gotta uh structure the question of redeemable with what's that pathway to redemption sure final fantasy had leadership change they had and and paid a ton of price ton of cost Yep, uh, Yoshi P would say, you know, says that he never wants to do anything like that ever again. Let's release a good game the first time, and call it a day. Wow has been on the top. Wow has been, and uh, it's you know leadership, uh, you know, bubble essentially is what this article kind of alludes to. Which essentially, what I read when I read this article, I covered it over on Ginger Prime. You've got a post that's going to go up on Gaming Kinda, and here we are together, coming today to discuss this, uh, you know, uh, this article and uh, share this guys with you. So feel free to let us know what your thoughts are obviously in the comments, but the, uh, the thing that we, like, it's really interesting is that this seems to echo what we've been saying for a while about the mm-hmm. world of Warcraft, about like what is going on. And it sounds like there's people who want to make a good game. Like any, anybody who's going to go work crazy hours for less pay in an industry where they're passionate about, they want to make a good game, but it seems like this starts to allude to like leadership issues, a lot of pressure coming from the top which all of this seems to make sense like so we're going to call it we're calling this leak we, you know like I, we don't know if it's exactly true or not but the sentiment I, I i there's definitely truth throughout the article at least that as a developer i recognize uh in the post itself so that's that's kind of something which is kind of an
1: employee they seem to be industry adjacent like yeah. the, just mm-hmm. the knowledge of it and yeah and it's incredible and in my mind it's written actually incredibly respectfully for how much frustration is in here yeah um I think it's, it's definitely giving people the benefit of the doubt. And it's understanding that we got here through a series of decisions that to individual people at individual moments seemed like a good idea. Yeah. We're here. It's not like somebody woke up in the morning and goes, I'm going to crash this company. Like, no, we (laughs) got here through a legitimate path that was well-intentioned. We are taking this thing down. The road road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like intentions alone can't carry a game.
0: Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive into it. I don't. uh I don't foresee us just reading the whole article. If you guys want, like the full read-through version uh, of Chris or of me, obviously check out our, our personal channels in that regards. But let's go ahead and stop. Start. I mean, st- stop. Let's go ahead and start with the high uh, high notes. I think obviously the introduction is really critical in this regard. Do you want to take it or do you want me to, Chris? Yeah, sure. All
1: right. Go ahead. So Shadowlands is a crap show. Critical response player drop off and just about every engagement metric outside of the cash shop has been catastrophic can we, no can higher we, up
0: sorry can we just talk about that first line yeah. because it's so fascinating we talk about how like your story about why you originally quit wow before you went back I think that line says like a lot before we even get into the concept of the cash shop, the cash shop is clickbait fuel the cash shop is anything because it's like it's going to cash shop is going to invoke a a, a, a visceral response whether it's to throw money at the screen or to like run away screaming but the metrics have them all games have them but the metrics right the the, the key metrics for engagement which is something that like that, that drove you out a while for the original time because it was like oh i got to do this right. if you're looking at the wrong metrics if your metrics are set incorrectly you it looks like everybody's having fun but then they're not. Do you want to talk about that before we move on? I just think that. Yeah. First yeah. Line's the powerful. reason that
1: I quit wow was because it slowly felt like I had to do more and more things. And so from a metric standpoint, since they can't gauge fun or frustration from my side of the keyboard, it looked like I was playing more and more. It looked like I was clearing more and more of the content. It looked like I was engaging with a wider and wider set of the systems. Um, looked like a healthy trajectory. And then all at once, I got really frustrated. And as I pulled back, I tried Final Fantasy 14. As I unsubscribed from WoW, I stayed in Final Fantasy 14. And now I play Final Fantasy 14 as my primary game. Metrics-wise, it looks correct. If you cannot follow metrics with context, if you have one metric, no other data points, and you have no context for how that metric was correlated, what it could mean, what it could not mean, other things it could mean. If you can't do that, you should be running blind. Like it will cause more harm than good. Uh, And I think WoW is a perfect example of where they look at a metric one way, one time, and then make a decision based on that. And when it assumes something wrong, it takes them rapidly and wildly and confidently in the wrong direction.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So no higher up expected this because their we are too big to fail if we built it, they will come mentality. They refuse to accept their focus on the world being a begrudged mechanic to funnel players to rating is not appealing to the player base at large because it appeals to them. They have spent the last four months trying to course correct, but there is no solid direction and the response to 9.1 has only made things worse. I don't know what the response to 4.1 looks like internally. If we assume this is an internal thing and that this is a mentality that is discussed openly and honestly inside of Blizzard, I have no idea what their thoughts on 9.1 are because the lead up to 9.1 and the delays around 9.1 have been filled with frustration, filled with burnout, filled with this is all the same stuff. But 9.1 as a raid seems to have some decent praise from at least the raid content I've gotten to watch. People in Corthia yeah, I've I've watched some content creators. I've reached out to some friends that that play WoW, and they've said it's really fun being in zones where there's other people. Yeah. So to the people that are still playing, I don't think 9.1 is an utter disaster a whopping two weeks in. Uh, if they have to live with 9.1 for another eight months, they may feel different. Yeah, exactly.
0: So the, on that note, though, is that what you're looking at is that There's a common within gamers mindset this isn't everybody most likely this isn't a lot of people within our own community so i'm kind of preaching to the choir here but it's that more time equals better game and that's not true right so more time equals better 9.1 you're thinking in the back of your head oh my gosh this is they're building okay they need more time that's great i'm giving them every opportunity like i love this game i love this community nothing wrong with it not saying that you got to go hate on wow like that's not who we are here but um, and then 9.1 comes out and even if 9.1's an 8 right if you thought it was going to be a 10 like you're still walking away et cetera. if if a lot what if of it's people 11 what if it's right. the
1: greatest patch of all time the new you, bar for all patches
0: right well that would that's what you would need to deliver right like you that's what they would need to deliver on immediately namely because that a the expectation the delay and then also hey guys we're all having fun over here right like why come back and one of the things that's really key that sets 14 apart positive or negative your view on it is always open for discussion and i'm talking to chat here not chris specifically but that three three and a half month cycle is it's a a new opportunity to say hey we got some new stuff you want to come back and check it out but guess what like even if we if you don't come back for that patch there's another one in three to six months yeah uh, three uh three months and then there's another one in three to months and but, oh by the way like are you excited about our newest expansion Endwalker? well that's great you've never played this game before guess what that's going to be happening and then you already have a like an impassioned community uh and a passion content creator base that says yeah like outside of like the COVID delay things have been still running. Yes, we lost a few things. Okay, that's fine, but we still got things like and we still got them once everything kind of set itself up and got back on schedule. So if nothing else, like you've said it before and honestly, it's a quote that I, I quote all the time now, content is king. And so while it, with 9.1 had to come in really strong to kind of pull some of that back and, and I'm sure it did. but then essentially at least what we're saying and this is obviously could be one-sided and bias, at least what we're seeing in it is that, well, I I checked it out, kind of disappointing, or it wasn't what I was hoping it would be. I'm having more fun in 14 right now. I think I'm going to stay here
1: out of sight, out of mind. It's an incredibly dangerous thing to let users say, you know, like it just out of sight, out of mind. And so every time you let people fall away, you have, you have to draw them back and letting 40% walk away because they're angry, not because they left satisfied. Right. Next time they're hungry, why would they come back? Like now you're not only a restaurant that, yeah, we people don't live here. They come back each time they're hungry. No, no, no. You're not only a restaurant, an industry that doesn't require that you do that. But you're also a restaurant that actively pissed them off. You didn't serve them well. You gave them food poisoning. And now you're hoping they pick you. And so it gets harder and harder and harder for people to not go. There's other restaurants. I'll just go somewhere else. So the second paragraph talks about some frustration with the story and that it's kind of a, a told you so moment. But the third paragraph is, is a, something that leads up. It sums up a lot of what's hidden there, uh, hidden on. So it says the elephant in the room is Final Fantasy 14. To the people in charge, they're acting like this came out of nowhere and don't even seem to understand why it's drawing players away in tens of thousands. We have all tried to highlight things it is doing that are clearly appealing to an MMO audience and not, in my opinion, focusing on more mobile game-style retention mechanics to keep monthly active users and habit-forming personalities logging in. It's not that they don't care. It's just that they seem so pig-headed and digging their heels in with their fingers in their ears, thinking all the problems will go away because WoW is too big to fail, there will never be a real competition, and they will keep coming back. But they aren't coming back anymore—not in the numbers they used to. And this is where I think the frustration comes from: is yeah. there's this blame game of like Final Fantasy took something from WoW.
0: It did. They traded.
1: They I traded. I don't think fourteen did anything to take the lead. I don't think they had a perfect showing during Shadowbringers. They definitely didn't have a perfect showing during previous expansions. They passed wow because wow stopped showing up
0: they passed wow because final fantasy 14 learned from wow and for some god unknown reason wow learned from final fantasy 1.0 like when i read this article when this paragraph right here what did final fantasy 1.0 do it closed its ears closed its eyes like okay we're we're going to do this we're going to march forward hey by the way wow is doing this really interesting thing don't know don't care nobody talks about wow anthem same problem uh Destiny seems to have somewhat of a similar uh, problem that people have uh, fired off in the comments that at the core of it it's that when you stop like and and it's just contrasting that to Yoshi P and his leadership taking over saying, "Oh, let's go look at what people are doing and that people like. Let's listen to our players and respond accordingly. Let's have these live letters and and have this active communication despite being in a language that a good chunk of our community doesn't speak, they still speak to us and vice versa, where in the WoW's case, like this article goes into it, and we'll get into it probably here in a minute. Like how they're like worried about bad actors and curating the list of questions that they can be asked of the of the team and that they consider doing live letters and more. Uh, Honestly, this just kind of reminds me a lot of what it was like in the early days of 14 and how 14 and Yoshi P like let's learn and see what Blizzard's doing. And then for some unknown reason Blizzard has become more isolated and you know like i guess pigheaded is essentially the the mindset too big to fail and when you get that attitude it it kind of permeates through like pr and communication and essentially then leading that um that buy-in from gamers to, to go find greener pastures it takes a lot of effort and wow has been like honestly the king of getting people to go play another game right now at least in my opinion but what i see here is i see a shift in how wow used to be how 14 used to be and for an unknown reason they completely have changed positions
1: yeah i think the entire next section of this basically states that um in in much more their terminology and uh and from there uh it says 2021 has seen the player base media and gaming at large turn on wow to a degree i don't think this leads in their positivity dojo bubble considered possible uh It's gone from people going, this is how Blizzard needs us to fix WoW to WoW is no longer salvageable time for greener pastures. There's that phrase you used. Mm-hmm. And I think on some level, this was never considered a possibility. So there have never been any major plans beyond the usual try to minimize player drop off, arrange releases around competitors, launches, updates and products. The official forums being filled with talk of Final Fantasy 14. and worse, why do we actually pay a sub has not helped. Um, there's, there's this frustration when something gets that big, where players have been calling out over and over and over for what they've wanted. And it hasn't been a vocal minority more. It's been huge, huge sections. So when somebody asked me today, Hey, I'm looking at taking a break from 14. I, I've heard all the stuff about wow. And I literally don't even know where these players are coming from. Is wow worth playing for the first time today? Yeah, absolutely. You've got 15 years of content to go through. There's a lot of great stuff in there. There's a lot of fond memories to be had. But when I talk to somebody who's in it, they've cleared that stuff as it happened. And they're here in the current content now, just like people who are done with Savage and are mad about Ultimate being delayed in 5.55. This is like that, but for an entire cycle. This is like that, but for all forms of content. It is a huge drought. And so when they're saying, well, it's the player base turning on us, it's these people that want to see us fail. The fact that they've been calling out for you to change and saying, this is what I would do. This is what I think they need to focus on first says they still care. It's that they're now saying, you know what? You do you I'm out. Like, that's the moment. Like, I'm not going to be here when you crash at the bottom.
0: Right. Like, it's turn a- the lights
1: out when you leave. I'm right. done
0: it's a hubris in a way that it's like the the devs like oh they'll come back right like gamers especially with these games like one of the things that i i think that it was uh um uh, josh josh hayes struggling with the words uh he was talking about how mmos are more than just a game they're like a community uh they're a service they're like all of these other things right so if you think about wow is just a game yeah like an initial playthrough and you go and you do it and you you bounce out the question is is that is there a place to invest a place to call home is there a future and right now i would say probably i don't see that kind of drying up but there's a risk right and so then you start to weigh those risks you do that in a bubble you just put wow off on its own little island and say that's what it is and essentially there's no problem like you can play our you know be in our service community if you want or not it's fine you'll come back etc but now there's a real contender and i would argue there's always been a real contender 14 has always been uh, a it's contender to wow it's not but it's always been even though Yoshi P is like we're not competing against wow like it's like you y'all will make that like competition I'm just gonna be here doing my uh my best I want to make the best game possible this my life work like these are some of the things that he said but you know something that he's also said Chris you're keenly aware of this Yoshi P with Shadowlands removed the benefit the the bonus structure tied to metacritic score and in doing so final fantasy 14 had the best metacritic score for any mmorpg let that be known an mmorpg typically you see an mmorpg maybe what get an 8
1: because it's reviewed by people who
0: really don't like mmos but
1: it's my job they're I'm gonna... pre-launch media content and they're like yeah, well right. it looks fine hard to looks say looks good
0: all right yeah don't really know what's going on here um and but then still to come out to critical acclaim and for some reason still haven't gotten nominated for game of Year music WTF what the <laughs> f-? <laughs> um so I'm just saying that like I think Yoshi P has really just kind of thought a lot of these things through removing that pressure that there's an internal pressure no matter what somebody says hey Brian you know um we need to this is what the company wants to do you shouldn't go and do a podcast you know, like if you're like if I was working for a full like a like a full time company, we're really nervous with you going out there uh, and talking about video games. It's a bad look on the company. Uh, you, you could do it. You could you could do it. We're not going to say we're not saying you can't. But, uh, you know, it makes us it nervous. It's like no matter what, then, then I'd always be worried about what I was saying regarding video games, which I think is silly because I, I get I have the privilege to talk about video games, which is awesome um but but it, like there's a pressure right so the Yoshi P removes that pressure Final Fantasy 14 excels now it's not one-to-one there's so uh, many other factors Yoshi P is it's just one man um but then you look at like World of Warcraft like the pressure to well back to that first thing, that first sentence that we called out the only metric that's performing is the cash shop the only metric that's performing is the cash shop which in and of itself says Hey, people are leaving in droves, but we're making more money. Like, ah, man, like the frustrating part is while I
1: do believe that as a franchise, it's salvageable. The, when you see a friend making a series of bad decisions and you don't want to see other people kick them while they're down, you don't want to see people pick on them. You, you know, you want to remember the good times with them and you want to help them get better. It's this, it's this bottom part of that section. The preach interview was treated as a disaster. And there, was more, and there was talk of more strongly vetting interviewers for bad actors and only engaging with a list of questions Blizzard provides. Some pointed out that could be just be used to create some form of fireside chat akin to Final Fantasy XIV's live letters, but that fell on deaf ears. The problem here is that that friend is not making any effort to not only not get better, maybe they don't know how to get better. Maybe right, we can right. help with that. Yeah. But they're still actively taking on the bad behavior. They're still actively doing the thing that you are watching hurt them. And so this, this, I tried communicating once and it didn't go well. So I don't want to get better at it. I don't think the preach interview was a hit piece. I think Ian said some dumb stuff in it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think preach took it in stride and said, all right, well let's just go to the next question. All right. Like, So, you know, the person they should be mad about that interview is Ian. But the answer there is not, okay. well, let's board Ian up in a Willy Wonka factory and not come back out for 27 million years until we have a golden ticket on who wants to inherit Blizzard. No, 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 no. The answer is to go get better at it. And if you don't want to get better or if you don't have the ability to get better, hire somebody who does. Even if that person's sole job is communicating, maybe Ian's job is too big. Maybe there needs to be another counterpart. Maybe he can't do everything that some other people in his space can do. But Yoshi is good at talking to the community, not because he's been perfect at it, not because he's never said something the wrong way, not because he's never said something that we disliked, not because they've ever made decisions that we weren't mad about systems. We weren't mad about. Gosh, do you remember Pagos? Like, do you yeah. remember male Vieira? a ton of blame was put on Yoshi P for presenting it, and not making that clear. Yeah. There are huge moments. There are technical hurdles, like on Extreme, which is a joking term for for the Shadow uh, the Stormblood launch. This game has had its weak moments. The difference is, they came out and said, not necessarily right away, but after they got their composure, they came out and said, "Okay, the wreckage is cooled." let's have a talk about this what can we do better what unfortunately is just the way it is where do we go from here
0: and here's the key point in all that because one of the things i do i see this on online people freak out they need to speak they need to speak in those situations when i've when i've released something and something goes wrong uh i can either come and say i don't know what's going on i'm looking into it which nobody likes to see they'll pull me into those meetings anyway and it's like okay we're looking into it we're trying to find out why or i can go find out why find the root cause and then present the information to everybody and sometimes it just takes a little bit of time it's not like an instance thing sometimes it's like you got to dig through a lot of code to go and find like oh that's tripping up whenever this one situation that we never tested for happened because we had a you know we had a smaller test uh you know group and we didn't discover it but on that note though even with fan Fest, but even with the issues that final fantasy 14 has had they've learned from those and they've gotten better they've learned they've listened they've communicated and then they've corrected each and every time to the point where when you went to fan Fest, i was pointing out issues that the FanFest used to have that are not issues anymore it's yeah. like for year one that was a problem they got that fixed in year two year two this was the new problem they got that fixed year three year three you know year four went digital uh, <laughs> so it's like um I am I'm so impressed by that Raban, we didn't have that in Shadow uh, Shadow uh bringers nope we didn't Smooth they saw it they learned it they fixed it and then Red we Chocobo went over the new
1: thing later on Red Chocobo <laughs> you know so <laughs> um and
0: then essentially though what's really interesting though is that talking about that talking about if they could remove the line no King rules forever being that that's a line that a lot of people are tossing around when it comes to the struggles that World of Warcraft is facing I don't necessarily think that's telling. I think that's petty. Uh, like it's that's it, a really
1: good way to cement that as your reputation. That 100%. Would guarantee that's your byline.
0: Right. That's like it when like come on guys like it's the Streisand effect, each and every so, time, each and every time. A hundred percent. You want to have something hidden on the internet? I I think you should retweet it and own it as and nobody's gonna care. Like whatever. But it's gonna be like if you want to hide it, hid suppressed. Like. There is an act like there is an active movement, especially when it comes to the internet to say,
1: yeah. So you talk about going and reporting to those people, but this, this reads as, but you're only going to go investigate the problem and report back. Yeah. If the problem's not your fault, or if the problem's fixable, Mm -hmm. if the problem's ever your fault, or if the problem ever has bad news, I have bad news guys. We're just gonna have to live with this one. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to line up my interviews. I want to line up my questions and uh and and i i really want to only play when i can get a win my understanding of the preach interview is that mike was given topics that they were going to hit and so his questions were written knowing that as a matter of fact some of the questions that he said in his kind of post post interview video afterwards when he thought back on it and had a chance to reflect was i wish i'd been able to hit a little deeper on those subjects and to be honest, the mistake I made as an interviewer is I didn't write a lot of questions about it because they said they wanted to talk about it. So I just assumed we'd address it. And I I, I should have done a better job communicating there, right? I should have done a better job kind of hitting that point and, and seeing if I could get some, some context on that. Um, the things that are landing poorly are the parts where like Ian basically told the player base that if you think people with better gear are scaled too high, you just need to get better at the game. Like it it's moments like that. Ian didn't make him like Ian wasn't baited into saying that preach didn't bait him. He said, Hey, this is something we're seeing. And Ian didn't say, well, let me look into that, which Yoshi P is famous for 30 or 40% non answers. Mostly because people ask questions that he's not going to answer. Hey, can you tell me more about the jobs next expansion? Yeah, no. Can you tell me what's in the next story patch? No. Speaking can of which this one obscure Cosmetic item that matters a lot to me and in this moment, I'm asking you a question. There's no way you could know No to get back to my team on that like you're not gonna get an answer in that moment Even if he does later come back and say hey you guys gave some feedback on this I'd like to go ahead and say this patch. We're actually addressing that but in that moment He doesn't commit to anything right somebody we were talking today about world visit When is world visit coming Brian The data center visit
0: uh, some point in the future. Yeah, yeah, so and that's the smart play (laughs) <laughs> that's the smart play like we've said a hundred times don't give us a date and then move it don't cyberpunk it and say it's coming it's coming it's coming and then eventually you come out no like especially if you don't have to announce don't announce if you don't have to don't it's not it's not critical I, it, it's it's definitely needed I'm I'm not saying that it's not going to be an amazing feature I'm thrilled data center visit yeah. is coming guys but it's not like if you whether you tell me today or you tell me and then all of a sudden it's live like awesome let's go let's do this thing. I do want to i do want to like plug though uh if you guys if you want to catch up on all the different q a chris did an incredible summary grouping the questions honestly it was probably one of the best that i've listened to in a long time so well done sir uh good job post over on gaming kinda if you don't know gaming kinda you can always use the command chris in chat and it'll give you the link and you can go subscribe for uh you, roughly 40 minutes like we we joke about 22 there's minutes later three
1: questions so i couldn't believe i got it under an hour
0: dude yeah uh, honestly tip <laughs> of the hat like that's an achievement unlock guys that's that's a freaking achievement unlock um so anyway it was like that was a, f- a fantastic summary of the interview but you're absolutely right like there's things you know and so but yoshi p sits down and he takes those questions from the community and the fact that it's it's just nine and day it ties back to exactly what i was saying if this feels like if i was an active wow player this feels like i felt like back in one point oh fourteen. what's going on where's the information they're not listening we're posting we're just posting into the void we're being told that they know better uh they're going about their own way there's like trying like what, do, what are you trying to do with the game yoshi p even made final fantasy 14 1.0 the way up to 1.23 playable and honestly at the end of the day like any anybody talking about the classic 1.0 server is referencing 1.23 yoshi we brought in a lot of stuff to that they did stuff to that game great however like it's you know we had the story that we had 14 now is in a much better place due to policy changes these were changes not just with the final fantasy online team 1114 is the division that Yoshi is in charge of this has been fundamental changes to the entire culture at Square Enix to the point where Yoshi P says yeah we'd like to open up an API but there's still people who are afraid there are people who are afraid of it and it's still a battle that you have to kind of fight like this this mindset what's changing what's happening how, how are we willing to give up that control what if we give up that control we can't get that control back." You know all of these things that are at play here and honestly at the end of the day it is night and day and that's why i am i mean i'm thrilled like i love the fact that uh final fantasy 14 is excelling to the point of selling out digital copies to the point that like p- players are having to like figure out how to get on and i'm just sitting here wondering what is this like what's going to happen because if that's happening now and let's say that continues to happen and let's say this house servers and it's not easy there's just not sitting there does Final Fantasy, and this is kind of an aside. Welcome to the podcast, many uh, mini podcast within this podcast slash video. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a video within a video. Like, does does do we will we see Square Enix make a relationship with Amazon or Google or Microsoft is a like some form? Like, if this continues, like if they're getting one to two million new players every month, all the way up to Endwalker, they hit thirty million before the expansion drops, and people are just saying like, I've got a ten thousand queue. I want to play 14, but I can't. That's not actually
1: the scary thing. The scary thing is people tweeting. I love your game. I tried buying it for three hours and I couldn't. (laughs) I I went to the store to buy it and it said codes not available. Like that's scarier when somebody says I tried to give you money. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I gave you money and it sucks how long I have to wait. That just makes it feel like you're at like a movie premiere. As long as that's not an ongoing thing, while it sucks in that moment, it does feel like you're part of something when you're in those lines. That's why we go do things like Black Friday shopping. Like, you know, there's going to be crowds, but there's there's part of it that is the crowd. There's part of it that, while it may not feel like a good part, it is part of the whole experience. Being in those big crowded areas does feel very alive. Yeah. Uh, And it reminds you you're part of a community that is bigger than the server can handle. But when you have people at the front gate waiting to get into that concert, that's going to just be jam packed, huge lines to wait for beer and then a huge line to wait for the bathroom and then a huge line to wait for another beer. Like when you're waiting for that and there's people that can't get in the door and so they're not paying your door price, that's a problem. So I think the big thing that's been exposed lately has been it is, it is time to update your shop guys. It's time for your launcher to be a better catch all. It's time for your website to be a better catch all. Yeah. Um, it's time 100%. for you to start taking more control of that right now. You buy codes there, people are buying codes from like half a dozen different sites, not just through Square Enix. And so then today somebody came in and they said, how come the Europe code is 40 Euro and the, the, US code is only $40. And then I went and looked it up. And actually, with conversion, they're like within a dollar of each other, if you buy them through the official Square Enix things, like they're letting a narrative before people get a chance to give them money kind of outpace them. And that's something that maybe could have been ignored. But when you're picking up a million players in two or three months, that's a lot of first impressions.
0: And it's only it's only seeming to accelerate because the and I I, I sat down and made a guide on how to buy the game and how to manage all of that and somebody was like who doesn't know how to buy the gate gate uh game and then literally when i go and you look it's it's the same kind of thing like who doesn't know this information followed by a thousand going like oh my god i was so like messed up and left field didn't know what i was doing and this really helped i was like oh, thank goodness. Like I was it's really a, happy. It's a
1: great first world problem to have, right? Like, oh, I was at this business meeting and there were other small businesses and they were talking about like struggling with the economy and struggling to find good work. And I was like, I know it's so hard to collect all the money. Uh, and so <laughs> like, it's definitely, it's definitely like if you have to pick a problem for Square Enix to have, not being able to collect the money fast enough yeah. is a good one. Uh, so this, and, and that's really the difference there is like, Rural Warcraft is still making big problems out of small things. This next section goes over that saying, basically they talk about uh, the employees tweeting, um, which ha- was has been its own mess recently. And they talk about Asmongold liking 14 and how like... It- I don't know there's this almost perception that i think it's phrased in here is like zach is engaging in some malicious act of cyber warfare right he logged Mm -hmm. on to 14 and when he did it it disconnected the devs from their servers and it you know he went in and he stole a bunch of data and deleted it and it's like no he played a game that was fun after being harassed like it's not like his experience to get to this point was flawless um and he's he's having fun in the game regardless. So when you have employees that are frustrated and they're out tweeting, yes, that's a bad look. It's a bad look. It's an easily avoidable mistake. But when you're focused on like, these streamers are streaming the wrong game and they're hurting us, there is this frustration that this like, part of it is outside of your control. I will tell you that if you are doing so good that only things outside of your control are keeping you down, you are doing better in life than I have ever, ever been doing at any point in my life. There is always something I could be doing better. It can feel like the things other people have control over are the bigger things in the room. But I think WoW has plenty to tackle in their own house without worrying about what gets tweeted and what Asmongold's playing. Like, if that's really what's going to determine if WoW has a recovery or not, they're in huge trouble even if he likes their game. Like, that's just not a reliable strategy
0: wow and like when you look at it it's uh there's there's we talk about final fantasy 14 doing the fundamentals just really delivering constant really quality games updates and more and essentially the number one critique from veteran players as, as such as ourselves and other veterans but content creator or not is man i want more yep. i want more i want oh man I, I wish i wish there was something more i wish they added more like it, it, with the especially with the knowledge that it's it's not easy it's not a light switch there's not a oh let's just press the more button and then and there you, oh, they go they we we're going
1: to put more content in the patch and oh, then we just didn't
0: we just didn't oh. no <laughs> um especially because it's like that you have to have a mindset for how players then engage with that more what's the you know etc because we've also seen like content that's been added and modified and changed and removed you know like okay that really didn't land the way we were hoping for but they iterate they iterate they iterate and eventually it's like oh man this is really good i think boja uh I haven't done Xandalore yet maybe we'll be doing that soon but um you know Bosch is a great example of that I adore that I adore deliver I'm almost done with my uh uh you know Void Arc and and Rabanaster step real close guys hopefully uh, y'all hang out with us as I get that finished but I'm looking forward to going back into DR I'm really excited with my experience with Final Fantasy 14 especially this summer and it's nice that I'm engaging with it in a way that's completely optional so it feels uh you know especially over the summer and I'm so busy so much more engaging and so much more uh <laughs> uh joyful anyhow so on that note um it's it's fun it, it like i said it's the foundations that in the fundamentals wow has a, a lot of catch-up to do like it's like when you're when you're number one you're top of the hill and then like all of a sudden people look over and they're like holy crap like there's some really cool stuff going on it let me just name one thing console support 14 is yet not on the Xbox it's not like on GeForce now or Stadia um that's a that's a thing that Yoshi P has talked about in terms of yeah they want to bring it to more platforms they just don't have the bandwidth right now I think honestly probably that focus should be on uh <laughs> on uh, server space getting getting that uh, selling the game um but when we're looking at it how does wow come to console they have to do a ground up ARR you know change up fix up you know system right you're not gonna sit here and all of a sudden wow's running on console that's one that's one benefit that 14 brings uh a- against anybody who wants to start stepping in the space esos on console but they don't really have that full uh, crossway support with the PC community so it's still you know making yeah, way Confusing
1: in this article of, of people being of the, in this post of them being ready to move to mobile and tablet so they could add the players there
0: well that's true they could uh, definitely bring uh, wow to the tablet but uh and that it probably would be a good thing because then you can engage the in the game in different ways right like I would say if they brought uh you know Final Fantasy 14 to cloud and you could run it on your switch I don't think I'd be doing the rates but it'd be really cool to craft gather and chat with everybody just kind of like boot it up and ready to rock and roll like there's some real added value that in a ways that you can engage with games ends up being flexible and here's the key thing and here's the key thing when Destiny 2 adds full crossplay with this next season any game in that area uh, that space that does not do that as a bare minimum why would somebody go and play your game so with 14 being available more places wow has to deliver because their Final Fantasy 14 now being the number one MMO is now setting the standard that other MMOs have to adhere to otherwise why would somebody go and play that game over the like over leaving the environment where all my friends are all my family is it's easy to jump in jump out I have lots of content that I can do and I'm also excited about what's coming next.
1: Wow Wow Classic seems primed for them to have said by the way also available on tablet. Like you're going to need a keyboard and mouse but like it'll run on your tablet. It seems primed for that, like people bringing back that classic experience because tablets now are very powerful compared to the computers we had in 2004. My phone is incredibly powerful compared to what we could do 10 and 20 years ago, Um, especially for a device of this size and this level of mobility and and this level of access to like even just the Internet bandwidth that it has when I'm in 5G. It's incredible. And, And so I think that. The one thing that's in WoW's corner and the one thing that gives me hope is a lot of people go, Well, they'd have to really rebuild. They'd have to Mm -hmm. really, from the ground up, change things. Well, thankfully, a lot of what's got them in this mess is they're really good at rebuilding everything from the ground up and changing things. A lot of this mess is when they rebuilt everything with Cataclysm, and they keep introducing whole new system overhauls, expansion after expansion. Legion is wildly different than Warlords of Drainer, BFA is wildly different than Legion. And Shadowlands, once again, layered on whole new systems. Nothing like Covenants existed to this degree before. Nothing like the Maw and Torgast existed before-ish. They can take a system and they can stretch it until you're like, oh, well, I really liked Mage Tower. And like, oh, cool. Here's something that's also in a tower. And like, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the only thing they have in common. Uh, and so if your concern is, well, could they go far enough left or right to get to something I'd enjoy? Yes, because they can go so far left and right that retail and classic look like two totally different games. We don't need a 2.0 classic because as much as we've had things change since the Realm Reborn, the fundamentals are still there. Would it make still, sense
0: to have that uh, to have the third chapter though where you have classic you have what people call retail as its own little environment and then you would have wow three or two like whatever you want to call it like
1: if you, so you just let you just let wow retail embrace its inner cash shop and go take on bdo and then you yeah and, then 100%. You, have a, and then you have an actual retail world of warcraft launch
0: right and uh, it would be a brand new not
1: not to make it very clear which one i'm interested in <laughs> well,
0: yeah. Uh, a, a, like a wow too imagine being able to sit here and say you know what it's 2021 technology is re- like because when you look at it wow is a like a, it launched in 2004 2006 ish that sure. time frame uh it's an old game it's a game that's been around yes it's been reinvented but you have classic you have essentially the mid-tier and you can have this saga of okay great that's stopped but now you have the the foresight to say people might want to come and check this out let's connect the account let's have that one wow subscription right. guess what guys wow two's right. launching i'd call it wow three one at this point
1: one party <laughs> system I, I can i can i can i can whisper to you yeah i can see which game you're on yep you say hey i'm in i'm in game two do you want to join me for this dungeon yep yeah and then i just pan over um yeah there's there's a lot there they definitely have the resources to get there obviously games always have players go through and like rebuild a section of their game in unreal and we're always reminded that like yes a game is more complex than what one person builds on their in their free time to look but the renders are unreal that like literally it's the perfect name for it unreal engine always felt like oh that's a cool name for an engine what they're doing when you see an MMO re- when you see final fantasy 14 rebuilt yeah. in unreal it is 11? unreal yeah. it's insane and so if there was going to be something of that degree and they say mario you know what? yeah we're just going to let people be mad and we're going to print our money for two more expansions while quietly and secretly we prepare World of Warcraft 2. Exactly. And then we just drop it on everybody. 100%. 11.0. And we go, in 11.0, if you want, you can continue with WoW retail, or, or. you can start a new adventure with your same subscription in WoW 2. Yeah. And like, if they had, but like, nothing that's gotten them to this point makes me think that their current cultural and structural like and like leadership and everything about the way the system is set up now is ready to handle that
0: now so sleepy moogle says i guess that it's a risk to their brand that they damage that they basically just let the uh the anger simmer and honestly i think sometimes like every every case of internet outrage is going to be kind of unique there's different like the rules are always changing but overall typically when it comes to anger the best thing to do at least from my perspective on the internet is to be quiet about it because there's something that's going to piss everybody off coming right around the corner there's no reason to cement yourself as as one stand or the other because then you can say oh man they're pissed okay and then all of a sudden the anger shifts
1: focus learn from it yeah learn from it learn from it absolutely making the same mistake because they'll be more mad the second time and the third time and the fourth time
0: especially when it comes to gaming and here's like the real key point i want to hammer home on this is that actions speak louder when trust is damaged yoshi p he could come out and say we're going to do all this great stuff but the trust in final fantasy as a franchise it was so damaging to square enix that i think 14 arr was the only option to save the company but that being said is that yoshi p didn't sit here and talk about okay we're gonna have arr we're gonna have uh, heaven's word you're gonna really like that one uh we're gonna go this way so
1: nervous about ashes action uh, new world
0: a- actions 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 same thing with new world same advice i would say for anybody like on new world like amazon has to show us that they're trustworthy in terms of their game and their AGS, amazon game studios they can tell us about a 10-year plan all they want many companies tell gamers about their 10-year plans all they want it's the games and it's the companies that actually take action on that that earn the trust of the gamers that when they say hey we're sorry we're learning we're listening when we make a mistake it's like it's kind of like a bank right like you have a trust deposit like okay the way you know how you deposit trust you earn it once you earn that trust sometimes you make withdrawals because guess what you're a company of humans who can make mistakes right and there's like there is a conversation here about how we also need to be forgiving and listening when a company does the things that made us mad and they correct them and and to re-engage with that because it's important because that's feedback they need hey we fixed the thing that really like we sucked at and we're so sorry and then you re-engaged that was worth our time oh you burned the bridge and you don't care about us anymore well I guess that was a waste of money and that just communicates to the industry as a whole like well don't do that like you're screwed once you're screwed um but that's being said is that Am- like Amazon right now has to, ha- you know, they got the to do the work to deposit. They got to earn the, the trust, and it's the then the only bank
1: account they don't have a deposit in. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's they have bill- like yeah, big have comp- money. Big, money big, doesn't buy trust. Money does not buy trust. It uh, <laughs> so it buys
1: you a seat at the table. People will try their game. but yeah. they're going to have to earn that. And like they say, they're willing to stick around. But like like you said, the only thing that can back that up is doing it
0: yeah a thousand percent so i think right now what we've seen expansion over expansion over expansion with world of warcraft is they've been just withdrawing trust from that deposit and everybody's got a certain threshold where they're like all right i'm I'm out you know that's it's hit that threshold and so they have to either figure out how to claw that back and work on it uh and you know figure out the problems and and fix them or they're just going to essentially either go into a state of managed decline essentially just kind of milk the game for what it's worth and uh and move on whether they make it two or not uh, and that's a, that's the theory that like that's the concern i have with activision being in charge because the more mistakes they make activision is a publicly traded company it's one of the things we actually don't really talk a lot about about the difference in a in, in a publicly traded company uh, on this thing is that who are they beholden to not the gamers they're beholden to their shareholders a publicly traded company is beholden to its shareholders interests. This legally is an
1: issue of, of yeah. what they want to
0: do a lot of this article a lot of the tweets uh that we saw like essentially they kind of like relate to passion and games and money and like square my, enix is public square enix is public but there's also i think like when you when you look at it like if you have a separation where as long as you're keeping them happy like nintendo's public right and there's nintendo's been times public. when nintendo's made mistakes and what you see with the nintendo is the leadership says we're taking less money we messed up we're going to get this fixed and, right. and so it's like it's it's there is a I would say if nothing else I see it over in, in Japan a little bit differently than I see it here with Activision I'm saying well we're going to let all you go and uh and I'm going to get this bonus that was and honestly from a legal perspective that was all negotiated years ago like right you you no, if, it's, you're, it's, if you're if mad you about it in a
1: paycheck that you always knew was right coming.
0: if you're mad about it buy a timing share right yeah timing is optics are bad optic
1: was terrible horrible um, paycheck was right
0: and if you're mad about that buy some shares go vote on the board and if you if you got a lot of money go you you can go make all kinds of changes
1: so accusing a wow of it being a money problem well then are you telling me that once endwalker makes square enix a bundle of money on top of everything 14's already made then if they're doomed no the, the money isn't the sole issue these are both companies they're both doing this to make money uh for their shareholders that is that is a fundamental portion of what's driving this um but i will say that like Diablo four, my understanding is a lot of Diablo four is new leadership. A lot of them is saying, let's take a risk on somebody new. Let's throw Mm -hmm. some, let's throw some money at somebody new. Now that means hindsight will tell us if those were the right new people or not, but maybe that's what that wow two or three or whatever you want to call it would need is you would need to just say, I don't know who the problem is. I don't know if it's in upper management or middle management, if it's in the talent, like, you know, the dev and the art teams and the voice actors. I don't know where the problem is. This has gotten to a point where I don't know how to fix it. So let's just start from scratch. You guys keep working on round Wild retail. You guys keep working on Wild classic. We're just going to build an island over here mm-hmm. and none of you are going to be allowed on it. Yeah.
0: That's exactly what I think the solution is and essentially how you start building back trust. That's the, like an Apple model in a way. Um, you know, like there's nothing wrong with making money. Money has got, you got to keep the lights on, but when money dictates the very core reason why you're making a product is what my dad told me when I was uh, growing up, I was things true to me today. And it's, it's not like, you know, like quoting Steve jobs, but this is what my dad said is that you have two options in business. You can find a market and make a product for that market or you can make a product and then you can try to find a market and there are some key differences in success in those options and when you have a market and you make a product for that market you're you're targeting you're you're trying to meet a need you're like this is a problem i'm here to, i'm going to fix this thing or i'm going to make this game that people want versus hey i made this and now we're going to try to shove this into a hole and sell it like it doesn't go over as well you have a harder uphill battle because it's not something that anybody was wanting or needing or right. or deserving of, you know, in that regards and I always thought that was king
1: because of Candy Crush. So the, the the spot in here where they thought that Blizzard would go a king model, that's not their talent. So I would be really alarmed at that. Mm-hmm. Um all in all like this and kind of the tweets surrounding it, I think it's all just frustration. Yeah. Like at this point it doesn't really no one of these things really matters. It doesn't matter what game as when gold plays it doesn't matter what the timing is on 9.2 it doesn't like at this point 9.2 kind of matters right like there's been so much trust withdrawn from the bank mm-hmm. that 9.2 on its own won't be big enough we also need to know is there a 9.3 what's happening with 10.0 if 9.2 is early 2022 then will there be a 9.3 in time for 10.0
0: this article seems and this leak seems to allege that uh there's only going to be a 9.2 and then they're looking to bring out the next expansion in early 2022 that they're looking to bring 10.0 some out sometime maybe by this time next year uh so that way they're essentially trying to you know I guess get back on track or or you know Games Workshop
1: did that with Warhammer. We had a really short edition at one point. They just it just felt under under supported and just like, well, we just screwed up. Let's just scratch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is then they still charged us full price to get into the next edition. Yep. They, they said, Well, those, you know, those rule books cost just as much as the previous rule books. I don't understand why that's my problem. So I does start to beg the question if they're just gonna start saying some expansions will get content and some expansions won't and it's not a tick tock of some expansions or ones we like and some we aren't but it's literally some get content and some we don't then why is this still a subscription-based game yeah you and i are huge proponents of subscription based games where we have even mm-hmm. asked for optional subscriptions for other games we support because we want them to t- put my bank on regular monthly withdrawal yeah. i want to support this take my money that's because those people are doing the thing first and then i'm paying for it this is the other way around I'm paying for it and now I'm just starting to ask what is it that I bought again
0: yeah exactly so I mean this is an epic video this is an epic discussion Chris do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up I'm probably also going to rip this in a mp3 format and let it run as a podcast <laughs> since we didn't have one last week
1: yeah yeah I, th- I think that's good um no I, th- I think final thoughts as far as like anybody that makes it this far upcoming schedule this is a good spot to mention that to people who hang out this far um i'm taking the first two weeks of august off of content creation so i can like take my desk apart move to the other office and just have my wife took off as well we'll be back for the third week of august to celebrate five years on youtube august 8th is our actual anniversary of five years on youtube since the first post of what turned out to be many um brian (laughs) you said you might be streaming during that time so Uh, my plan
0: my plan is to stream uh monday uh, through friday uh kicking off off at eight and going to like noon uh okay. essentially kind of doing a morning shift like I did last time kind of when I covered your uh your side I can't do six hours I, I wish I could I just there's a lot of responsibilities that I have and a four-hour window uh, tends to be kind of a rare uh kind of thing so I talk with Julie about it that's my plan I'm going to get up early work I'm going to go do the uh, stream then I'm going to finish off my work day so anybody who needs me uh you know from a from a business level perspective is is fed and my family is fed so uh as much as uh as much as we uh you know uh love making content like there are logistical like realities that we both we you and i both have to face in that regard so we do appreciate all you guys who watch our videos like share subscribe hopefully and,
1: we can pre-record yeah. a couple for work to game i know yeah, i've that's stuff the brand. pre-recorded for gaming kind of somebody the other day was asking why all why it's all reaction content lately that's because i've been setting aside anything that won't non, yeah. be weird if i publish it a month after <laughs> <I record it. laughs> hey guys so i've been are, setting yeah. aside posts so that during august it doesn't just go dark yeah um, i'm gonna react so to the why. final
0: fantasy 11 uh treasures trailer you know like way to miss that one brian i filmed this 10 years ago let's go um, you know before reaction content was a thing so that's that's going to be what it is and yeah there's also like chats talking about yeah there's a lot to react to right now like, and huh. and it's topical information like re- reaction is like the conversation the internet's having at the moment so it's topical and there's not
1: new in-game content right so there's not it's not like like next week i think i'm going to set aside some time to go clear e11s yeah. for the first time with todd it's not like i can be like world first e11s here yeah. <laughs> so for those yeah
0: so for those of you hanging out with us live just note that uh we'll be posting this up on work to game for y'all uh so if you missed it you can go watch it uh there and hopefully enjoy um the video and if you do go watch it over there uh we have the clip feature now so if there's anything that stands out to you clip it for us and tweet at us with the clip because I'm very curious about that so uh links should all be in the description if you want us on any other socials and uh and also if you want just chris and i's opinion about this individually we have our uh, videos up i'll have mine's already up chris will probably go up pretty soon and uh that's going to be i think some really exciting guys for all the likes favorites uh uh, twitch subs and stuff like that y'all support is is mind-blowing and also as a part last final announcement uh if you guys are listening to this in mp3 format you know already uh you can uh we've rebranded the podcast from casually hardcore the name alone kept getting us in trouble on youtube so we're bringing it back as the crystal core radio podcast, which is the podcast. I ran back when Final Fantasy 14 was originally announced. So, uh, we're just going to keep the numbering the way it is. So going forward, it's just going to be crystal core radio. So hopefully that's not too confusing and you can now subscribe to it. Anywhere like there, like, it's every place fe- uh, feasible. If we
1: get it on your Samsung fridge. We will,
0: I have got good news, Chris. It is on your Samsung fridge. Um, <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> Uh, oh. uh like he makes a joke and I'm like yeah it's we're there um so uh, you can also subscribe to epic luke radio epic Luke radio which is the ginger prime podcast uh so guys just note those are both separate if you guys are listening please rate the podcast uh I, I'm very curious as your feedback I was actually reading some of our reviews on uh on the podcast itself very glowing a lot of people who've rated it really appreciated it so um that's gonna be what's happening and hopefully you'll be getting more uh podcasts from us going forward so that's gonna be that's gonna be it for this uh, epic video uh that also s- turned into a podcast yeah <laughs> i have no way to exit why don't you take us out chris
1: uh i mean thanks to whoever decided to post this from wherever it came from from whoever decided to save it up uh don't i don't really have any more context than that uh but it, it's definitely an interesting insight into it thank you guys so much we will see you my name's chris my name is brian I don't do these he doesn't we'll see you
0: next time take care and i love you slow sleepy <laughs> thanks for that tier one sub we out